Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 64 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. Today we have April MPD numbers. George R.R. R. Martin has consulted on a Japanese video game. The Playdate handheld has been surprised announced. Star Ocean is coming to your PlayStation 4 and Switch systems. The Sonic movie got a delay for some reason. Don't know why. There's a new Fortnite bundle coming for uh, uh, as an Xbox One S model. We got some xCloud details from Microsoft. And we at last have some listener submissions to go over. Finally, the day has arrived. It's here. Mm-hmm. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Cesar Concepcion II. What to do, everyone? Hello, Cesar. Yep. We're without our other two compatriots today. Life and work. It happens. Yep. What you been up to, sir? It's been a minute since we recorded. Yeah, it feels weird. Not for listeners, but for us, yes. Yeah. Nah, you know me. Gym. Work, gym, work. playoff basketball. Playoff basketball. The video games in between. I actually watched some playoffs. Playoff basketball. There's only one series left. Yeah, that's it. You were in the finals. I feel like the West was won like uh, two weeks ago. Oh, they, they have a nine-day break. I think it's the third longest. Is that going to work for them or not? Well, I mean, they're, good. they're getting DeMarcus Cousins back, which I think he tore a tendon in his leg. So he did that at the beginning before the playoffs started. So it was like he'll be back for game one. Durant still has that strain on the right calf. So, so he's like so-so. I don't think they're going to play them unless they need to. Right now, they don't need to because they're all clicking right now. It seems so. like the popular opinion is that they are better off without Kevin Durant. Is that not factual? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, they're they're good with Durant. I think they they they've won a championship without him. So I mean, yeah, they got a good core. They got a good team. I mean, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to step up when somebody's down. It's not like when somebody's down, the team falls apart like most other teams. So. You think the Raptors have a chance? Uh, Leonard's good. He's he's a great defensive player. He's um, bring he's carrying that team, but you got Pascal who's good on the defensive end that can match up with Draymond Green, and you have uh, Lowry, Kyle Lowry who, it's a good uh, he's got good basketball IQ. So he almost fouled out the other night. That's when I uh, he started having to back out. I think he had five fouls. Mm-hmm. They have momentum. I've seen that be be big in sports. Like a team was. I think it was the Rockies in the World Series in like '07, mm-hmm. and they just stormed through. Like they they won their last like 26 of 27, and then they were just waiting for somebody for the American League to to come out of that American League Championship Series, and they got swept by Boston in the yeah. World Series. So they just it was like hot, 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 and then their like week off that they had while yeah. the American League was deciding who they were gonna send, they lost all their momentum, and yeah. they had nothing for that World Series. No, well, I mean Toronto's definitely got all the momentum because they. Lost that first two with the the Bucks, and then they just came back and won yeah, four it was straight. Like a whole different team. Yeah. Well, I mean, because before that they just weren't clicking. They were they were just passing the ball to Leonard, making him do all the work. He can't do that. So, and everybody started clicking, making the shots he didn't even make. So supporting team stepped up. Yeah. Even Lowry, because I always give Lowry shit, but he actually started making threes. I can't give him shit anymore. He <laughs> plays consistently like that. Then. So, what's your prediction for the finals? Um. Because it'll take three weeks to play out. We'll have a three week prediction. <laughs> It takes a while. Mm-hmm. They like play one, then they have two off days, and they play another one, and they have three off days. Yeah, this yeah. is the second season. So I, I don't know. I'm okay with it. Doesn't matter to me either way. Um, I would like to see Toronto get in there since it's the first finals appearance, and mm-hmm. I don't think Leonard is going to stay there. So they took that gamble and one and done. They traded for him. They know he's going to be a free agent next year. It's a one season thing for him. Um, he didn't say. Um, but there's a lot of drama with that because, like, uh, I was just reading an article where uh, Leonard's sister basically posted a video saying that he ain't gonna be there next year, and then she really? deleted it. I was like, I don't know why they're posting stuff on there. 
I don't think she directly said it on Instagram. I think it was her in the background. She didn't pay attention to what she posted on Instagram. Yeah. And they had to delete it and make her account private. So <laughs> people on social media these days. Social media gets you, it's man. Crazy. Yeah, you just got you got to keep stuff to yourself. So I, I don't I don't know. He want he's from L.A. So he he's always wanted to go back to L.A. So you think he end up with the uh, Lakers and LeBron? Doubtful. He would probably go to Clippers. Clippers. Yeah. They have a decent team. They got a de- decent young core. They were in the playoffs. Um, they didn't make it past. They were Golden State, but they actually, I think, won two games. And Portland didn't. So. Yeah. Portland got swept. Mm-hmm. I think I, wa- I think I watched two of those games. I'll get down for some playoff basketball. Oh, God. I was laughing. Uh, was it Richard Jefferson was a... Uh, somebody captured his tweets on those last three games that the Portland played. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Portland's up by 17. I don't have a good feeling about it. And it's like the exact, in the third quarter, and it's the exact same three tweets over different days. And it's like they, <laughs> it's the exact, it said the exact same thing. They were up by 17, but I still don't know if they'll, keep, they'll capitalize. And yeah. it's like they did this every time in the third quarter. They were up by 17, and that lead just disappeared. They so, melted. Yeah, I they, watched it, too. They crashed in the fourth quarter every yep. time. So. Yep. I think it was my curse. I watched most of those games. I think they just gave it up. They did so much better than they had in previous years. So. Something to build on, right? Yeah, well, they're already kind of over the luxury tax, and they're, they're not sure where ownership with that team's going to go. And I think uh, Damian Lillard's going to get a super max deal. So, they're going to start breaking down. Is that it for them, pretty much? Well, a lot of the people they got were via trade, so they got a lot of uh, free agents coming up this season. So, like uh, Seth Curry's going to be free agent. Uh, Cantus Ennis is going to be a uh, free agent. The other Curry. Yeah. So. We'll see because it depends on. Uh, I mean, Curry, he, Curry, uh, Seth Curry performed during the season. He just kind of he didn't perform as well in the playoffs. That's what's so weird about basketball. Like, how have they been able to keep this um, Golden State team together for so long? Or are they just keeping like a core couple and swapping people out? So the, it's always been the core. What they ended up doing is they uh, built on the. It's kind of like what Atlanta's going through right now. They just rebuild during um, the draft. And they just it, – it took a while. I mean, Curry's been on the team for seven years. He didn't start getting hot until, like, the last four. Yeah. So, I mean, they had to do three years. And I think one of those years he ended up hurting his ankles. He was out for most of the season. He has an issue with his ankles, but whatever they got on there, they, they braced it up pretty well. Yeah. Um, so they went through their struggles too. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta's going – the guys running the Atlanta teams, this guy from Golden State, they're doing the same blueprint. I mean, they got uh, Trey Young and they got Hortz or the, the redhead kid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the clay, and then that's the like uh, Steph Curry. So they're like the Splash Brothers. They got Collins in there, which is kind of like uh, it's not the Draymond Green. They need they need a Draymond Green in there, but Collins is kind of like the the Iggy type person personality who kind of closes. So right now they need a defensive person real, really really bad. So you think they'll address that in the draft? Um, man, we only got eight and ten. So if we had. Five, we can pull somebody immediately that can help us out. But Contribute quick. Yeah, it all depends. We'll see what happens. They might be able to trade up and get five from the Cavaliers. It just all depends on what the Cavaliers are trying to do. Swap a couple of picks. Yeah. I mean, lose their first two round picks for uh, a number five, and you can get that guy from Virginia Tech. So, power forward plays a very good defense. That's what you need. No outside food or drink. Your premier mm-hmm. NBA podcast. Surprisingly. Hey, it's big right now. And you've got the Bruins and the Blues in the Stanley Cup final. The Blues have never won. They're 0-3 in the Stanley Cup final. And when's the last time they were? It's like it's been a long time, right? 1970, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Way so before us. We all know who we're pulling for, yeah. <laughs> the Bruins won a couple years ago. 
Yeah, yeah they've and Boston. Boston has had well, their share of championships. What in the was past like oh eight or something years. like that? Yeah, it's been it's been no. more recently than nineteen seventy. No, I think they won in oh eight was their longest one. That was their drought, and then they won again a couple years later, if I'm not mistaken, right? I don't know. I'm tired of seeing that meme online where this guy's been like 85 Boston championship parades <laughs> in the last eight years. Yeah. Different teams. There's so, been a lot. Yeah. Patriots have had a lot. All right. Let's move on from sports. Let's do uh, let's do some video game news. Yeah. I don't know. It's our bread and butter. What do we do? Like 20 minutes of sports? Eight and a half. <laughs> so, all right, ESPN. We're ready. Put us on ESPN Plus. Bring us. We can do this all day. <laughs> What'd you say? CBS needed to purchase us? <laughs> no, CBS Interactive. We're trying to branch out a little bit. Yeah. It could be Fox Sports. It could be uh, yeah, NBCSN. Yeah, let's go. Whoever you are, come for us. We will sign the dotted line. Turn over our lives for <laughs> recordings. <laughs> yeah. That's the dream. As long as you give me a salary and um, good health insurance, I'm in. Benefits. That's all yeah. we need. All right, let's go on to uh, MPD numbers. This is from Matt Piscatella in the MPD group. Uh, overall, I think the exciting thing is software. Mortal Kombat 11 was the best-selling game of April and instantly becomes the second best-selling game of 2019 year-to-date. Mortal Kombat 11 was the best-selling game of the month on all platforms on which it released, PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. So I think it's an interesting note about it being Switch's number one game is that the last third-party game was... Ubisoft's Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, mm-hmm. which was September 2017. So, I know Switch has been getting a lot of these games like way after the release on the major platforms. So maybe this behooves other developers to be their day and date on Switch. What do you think? As long as they make a port, I mean, there's not too many ports that uh, haven't been day or date now. I mean, that was the problem in the beginning, but like Doom, yeah. but you see the new Doom Eternal's coming out day and date. Doom Eternal so. will be day and date, so and I, I think that'll be the number one Switch. I think that might. I think the question is, I think that might motivate people to make a Switch version of it, mm-hmm. whatever they can. I mean, the the Mortal Kombat was not a great, I mean, it was a great port in that they, they ported that game to that console, but that's not a great version of that game. It just... But it sold. It just all depends. I mean, like, we know that Red Dead Redemption 2 wouldn't work on the Switch, so... It's a 100 right. gig game. There's no way we can fit that much on the cartridge unless they decided to split up... Uh, Single player, or how are they had that set up? I mean, there's just not enough storage. I wonder why their last gen games haven't made it to Switch yet. I mean, you would think Red Dead Redemption 1 would run on it fine, especially GTA 5. GTA 5 could be a little hybrid, like they've been doing, like a PS3 slash PS4 hybrid style thing. There's, there were rumors for a while that GTA 5 was going to get on there, but I don't know. They don't need a port. It's still selling like crazy. What's the number? It's the number six seller of April 2019 is Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah, because they I, don't need a Switch for. Yeah, I'm, I'm always looking through my collection. You know, what? when I want to play today GTA V. I don't see it, so let me just go buy it again, and I'll end up like six copies somewhere in the bin. <laughs> it's like fuck, I keep putting. It in I the think I've bought it three times on PS4. Yeah, but the trade value stays high. So if there's some crazy trade promo, I get rid of it. I mean, I'll jump on it again for the was it online premium shit that I'll never use. If it's like ten bucks, I'll eh, why not? Yeah. Get your shark card. Yeah. Shark card. Million dollar shark card. 25000 or something like that. <laughs> uh, the number two selling game was Days Gone. Uh, we have a listener submission regarding Days Gone. When do we want to do that? When do we want to slot our listener submissions in? Oh, was it After then? news? Yeah, I was it. Okay. In our uh, non-existent corrections. Yeah, we never have corrections. Yeah. We're always right. That's how we That's how we end up on corrections. Y'all just don't know because we never fuck up. So Renee sent us some, uh, some notes on Days Gone. We'll mm-hmm. go over that. But uh, it is the number, is the seventh highest history for a sony published title seventh highest rank mm-hmm. after one month in market days gone is the highest selling ben studio game as well 
But that's only going up against Uncharted Golden Abyss, Resistance, Retribution, I think. What is the other Ben games? Mm. That Ratchet and Clank game. And Siphon Filter. Siphon, Siphon Filter didn't burn it up when it came out? No, I mean, they, they kind of died off, didn't it? Because they came out with those PSP ports and the PS2 versions of them. Did Ben do the uh, PSP ones as well? I don't think so. Could be wrong. They were called something else, and then they they were created as Sony Bend after that. They were another studio. Yeah, it was because they were working with nine eight nine. It wasn't single track. It's something. Yeah, like I that. can't remember what it was. Send your corrections to nofodcast yeah. at gmail dot com. There we go. Well, if we messed that up, for you. I, I could. <laughs> what studio? I'm, I'm sitting here like I could look this up, but I'm like. <laughs> uh, the number three selling game was MLB The Show 19. Uh, it's now the tenth best selling game of this year. It's also the best selling sports title of 2019 year to date. So it's topped out NBA somehow. <laughs> MLB 19 remains the best selling game in franchise history on a time aligned basis. You want to take hardware on there, sir? You're looking at Ben Studio details. Yeah. The, what was their first name? I don't know why I bought this. Edict. Edict. E I D E T I C. Edict. Yep. And then they were created as Sony Bend, right? When they became um, official first party? That's correct. So, the, yeah, they did do the seven filters on PlayStation Portable and cool. PS2. They did start at, Have they only done Sony stuff? Uh, Bubsy 3D. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> what what was that released on? Uh, PlayStation. That was their first game? Yep. It was yep. only on PS1? Um, I thought Bubsy 3D was on something else. It's only on PS1. That was a PS1 exclusive. Did you play this and like it? <laughs> Weren't you a Bubsy fan? I was a huge Bubsy fan. Um, <laughs> the one I played was the Jaguar 64 one. You were a big fan of that one? Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> you had a Jaguar? I uh, borrowed it from a friend way back in the day. What did you loan them? Or did you just borrow it from them? No, he's like, I ain't playing this ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't do the math? <laughs> no. I, I don't remember if I used that A through 1, 2, 3 thing on the bottom controller for that game. Right yeah. I don't remember he had Bubsy. I played the shit out of Bubsy. So. I dug mine out the other day. It had uh, it has the Cybermorph um, <laughs> overlay sitting on it. That game is garbage. That was their pack-in game. I think I have the Bubsy for Jaguar. We should stream, <laughs> we should stream it one day. Oh, oh. God. That, <laughs> that took a hard left. Oh, and then on a side note, I got some... Um some HDMI cables coming in for the N64. We can try it out. Cool. So we can finally... You got those hyperkin ones? Mm -hmm. Yay. We can do some game capture and see what it looks like. It probably looks like ass, but at least we'll be able to... Uh, it's just straight, straight capture. So at least we can be uh, find a way to do uh, Blitz now. Yeah. We're going to go through a whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Three so different... I'll, yeah, I'll figure out order and let you try it out and see if you like it before you buy it. Cool. So That'll be cool. We'll stream it. It's time for another Blitzathon. We haven't streamed anything in a while. Yeah, yeah, we've been busy. We were pretty regular, and then we got busy, and our streams got later and later. And it was like, uh, <laughs> we were done recording at three thirty in the morning. Do we really want to play some NFL Blitz? It's like, no, let's get home. Let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. So hardware wise, the number one selling console is uh, Nintendo Switch. Um, Switch yet again. Yep. I'm trying to look here, I don't think it says anything. Da, 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 da. It says hardware fell twenty nine percent still, compared to a year ago. I saw somewhere it's not in this it's not in this one article, but it was a, the switch is up like eighteen percent or something. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for too. And I couldn't figure out what spurred it. Was it Mortal Kombat? Um, just more Smash Brothers. I think it's just because their catalog is just on fire right now. And then you got a lot of they got their 2019's packed. It's like their their game catalog for this year is kind of like what we had. 
Uh, was it last year or the year before last? Where 17, 18. No. We're going into year three of Switch. So this is the cream of the crop that we yeah. got from PS4, Xbox. Yeah, because the, the, remember that PS4 and Xbox you were, there was just non-bangers like every This is when we got month. Halo. This is when we got Gears. Mm. This is when we got Uncharted, if I remember right. Uncharted might have been a year sooner. Quattro, yeah. Yeah, but no, there was one year we got... Remember, that was 2015 or 2016. There was one year we had, what, like Horizon and like Persona and... Near. That was 2017, which yeah. was technically year three-ish of uh, of PS4. That was weird. <laughs> I wonder if that'll show up. I'm sure it will. <laughs> yep. You'll hear it too. That was an anomaly. Uh, do you want to do the top ten best-selling games? Do you have that one up? Uh, we can. Software rankings? Yeah. Yep. All right. So you've already mentioned Mortal Kombat 11. Day's gone. MLB 19, the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division. Dulce. Dose. Not including the PC digital sales is not included. So it could be a lot higher. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Still selling well. Digital is not included. Which I've thought about doing that vouchers. And I sat there and it's like, those digital vouchers. I was mm-hmm. like, that one in Mario Kart might be the two I would choose. Just to have on hand at all times. That way I don't have to fucking change the cartridge every time. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would do a new release like everybody else on there. I was like, I, like, what would I need on hand that I don't have to sit there and like, oh, I wish I brought that fucking cartridge with me. Those are the two I would go. You always have Mario Kart with you though, right? Like that one never goes out of my rotation. I always have that on hand. Yeah, but then I can have something else in the rotation in this box. It's true. Something else physical. Right. I mean, because I'm always going to play Mario Kart. But... Neither here nor there, we digress. Dude, if I wasn't a collector and what didn't have the stance that we all have on this, I would have gone all digital and Switch just to have the stuff on hand. I would have gone all digital and everything at this point. I mean, everything... I'm on PC? Yeah. I mean, at this point, everything's fucking updatable. So, yep. nothing comes out on one complete disc. So. I'm tempted right now to get Toe Jam and Earl on PC. It's 15. Do you think it'll get cheaper on the Steam sales? 15 is pretty damn good, but my Switch one is shipping this week. Did you get that as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I want my pre-order mine. I want it on PC back. just so we can all play it at once. I don't know. We got a Steam sale coming up. Yeah, but it's summer. already 25% off. Is it going to be 50% off? Think it'll be 10 bucks? Maybe. You say wait. I'm waiting. I don't have, yeah, I'm not telling you to wait. I want to play it again. Yeah. But I'm no, ready to play it I'm again. I'm probably going to wait. Yeah. At some point, if we jump, we all need to jump on it because it's four-player. That's... That's the the golden ticket right there. Right, but it's four-player local. We can yeah. all play the PS4 one or the Switch one online. But I want to stream it and have all four of us local. That's fine. Hey, if you want to take the plunge, go right ahead. I'm waiting until 10 bucks is my price. Uh, that's, but that's me. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. That's me. We'll see. What's rounding out the rest of the top 10? So, Grand Theft Auto V, number 6. <laughs> uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice at number 7. Uh, number 8, Call of Duty Black Ops Quattro. <laughs> Some of the lines throw me off sometimes. We're about to have another Black Ops, so that's yeah. the confusing part. I didn't put that in news. Do we want to talk about that? Mm, probably. I'll let All you right. do that while I'll it goes here. NBA 2K19 and 9, and then number 10's Yoshi Crafted World. What's surprising is that Red Dead Redemption 2 doesn't shut up that charts as uh, often. I figured it would. So somebody noted, I saw before, that, that uh, it's been overtaken. Let me rephrase that. Grand Theft Auto V has overtaken sales of Red Dead Redemption 2. So it hasn't had that evergreen sales that GTA V has been mm-hmm. has had. I don't know, that, but that game's like a that game is like a Western game anyways. That's a slow burn. Oh yeah. I always find myself wanting to play it and I'm like, mm, I feel like I need to take a vacation to play it. <laughs> That's a vacation game? Yeah, and then I feel bad. I was like, damn, I haven't done anything on my vacation, but I played Red Dead Redemption 2. 
And I'll walk by the hallways and be like, fucking nerd. <clears throat> Our last vacation game was uh, Fire Wrestling. <laughs> I always want to say Fire Wrestling. Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Pro Wrestling. Pro Wrestling, not Fire Pro Wrestling? Not Fire Pro Wrestling. Pro Wrestling. I still wanted to say Fire Wrestling. All right, I got that Call of Duty story updated. We, we didn't keep, talk about that last week, did we? Yeah, and we keep getting updates about Death Stranding coming out. Trailer. And there is a teaser for, what, May 29th? Yeah, You're supposed to get an update. What do you think that's going to have in it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, we discussed the Call of Duty thing. I think it just came out. It has come out since then that uh, it's going to be a Black Ops title. You think 2020 is next gen? You think that's a cross generational one, like Ghost? Uh, it's, everything's going to be cross generational since it's backwards compatible. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point, for Sony, Xbox can, I don't think, well, Xbox has been pretty good on that. I think it'll be, it's cross gen for both. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there because Xbox has been pretty fair for their players on that. Mm -hmm. I think Sony, for them, they have so many PS4 people and they're going to, hoping a lot of these people are going to go PS5 out the gate. I think they're we're going to see a little bit both. So. Anything else to note in MPD? No, I'm looking through it. The only one that um, I'm kind of... Final Fantasy XX2 HD remaster in 16. That's pretty good. It for, didn't make um, it, yeah. For Switch and Xbox. Yep. So, um, Outside of that, nothing out of the ordinary on there. Final Fantasy 12 didn't chart on anything. I don't know. I want to get 12, but I didn't... I was so excited to play it on PS4, and then I did the speed up thing, and I just—I think it killed it for me. It was, almost, it was almost like the uh, being able to trade Pokemon online. It just kind of like broke the game for some reason. I got used to the speed up through battle stuff, so I, you plowed through a bunch of it. I'm at the very end. I, for whatever reason, I stopped. You got to the end of twelve? Yeah, yeah, I'm at the very end. Damn. And whatever reason, I took some other game out and put it in there, and I'm like, it never, never went back. Never went back for whatever reason. And I look at it, it's like, I should play that again. It seems like the Xbox and Switch ones are the ones to get. Yeah, the I'm seeing a lot of love for the Xbox ones and the 60 frames per second mm -hmm. one. That's the one I I uh, hold a lot of uh, love for right there right now. I'll be part of that club shortly. I did. I finally did jump on the Xbox One X after you and Michael been trying to get me to get one for a long, long time. Uh, Rakuten had a refurbished sale mm -hmm. through a seller called Gamer Candy or something like that. And reviews of them have been great, but I got an Xbox One X for two thirty-seven. Can't beat that. We'll just see what it looks like when it shows up. You know. I mean, worst case scenario, what you trade it in for? I get two fifty-four. Yeah, I think the trade the trade value is higher than that. If I have any kind of buyer's remorse. I mean, we that or you can use it when somebody's running a special and then purchase a new one. <laughs> trade in this towards yeah. this. Yeah. We got a PS2 that way. We traded in a PS1 in like five games, and yeah. it was one of those promos where any game worked. So it was like triple play, 99. I do remember getting rid of Spyro the Dragon, but it was super common then. Yeah. I've, I've gotten a couple copies since then, but I think we got like 80 bucks with the PS1 and four games towards the PS2. Hey, we had to do it at the time, and it wasn't great, great games anyways. Everything, uh, is that it for MPD? Yep, that's it. There's a Labo game in the... Number 10 on the Switch titles. Yeah, we don't talk about Labo games. <laughs> Interestingly enough, that Nintendo Switch Top 10 for April is all first party, with the exception of Mortal Kombat, which yeah. was number one. Crazy. Yeah, I don't think anything third party came out that month. It's... I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, we'll see at E3. I think they'll. this is going to be a strong year for Nintendo. So, You think they'll have a big third party stance? Uh, I think they'll have a bigger one. I mean, you look at uh, 
we'll get into some news soon about Star Ocean. Yeah. And a lot of these games, uh, there's another all-tier game coming out. There's a lot of uh, third-party they're releasing on Switch. Two and a half years, we're getting into that, okay, oh shit, this thing's actually selling. This is not a Wii U. We need to make something for this device phase where people are going to... I think we're going to get even more ports than we were getting before. Yeah, I can see that as well. A lot of last-gen stuff that sold well. Well, I'm surprised that when they came out with L.A. Noir that that didn't do well, and then everybody's like, 2K didn't go, I'm, 2K didn't go back, like, all right, what else can we, we fucking bring from the last gen era into this one? Yeah, how come it wasn't GTA? That would have been a no-brainer. Or GTA 4. Or 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. With uh, all the DLC, the mm-hmm. Ballad of Gay Tony, and was it Liberty City something? Maybe the whole thing was called Liberty City. Stories? No. Now we're getting our uh, lores <laughs> mixed up. Our lores are confused. Or uh, Grand Theft Auto lore. Let's go on to the next bit of news. George R.R. R. Martin of uh, Song of Fire and Ice fame has consulted on a video game in Japan. And this is rumored to be a From Software game. A person familiar, this story is from Jamatsu, a person f- familiar with ongoings at From Software has told Jamatsu that the project said to be known internally as GR and in development for the past three years is an open world title, which will be officially announced at Microsoft's E3 2019 press conference. So we'll know within, what, two weeks? Two weeks from yesterday? Yeah. If Published this is true or not. Bamco. I did skip over that part. Published by Bandai Namco. So what do we think? We'll see. Well, I guess that means, uh, I mean, Microsoft's uh, really the only show in town, so they're going to have a lot. And the show's probably going to be their best show. They're going to have the all these year. third parties that would have split between maybe Microsoft mm. and PlayStation. They're going to be on Microsoft's show this year. I can imagine, yeah. Oh, the only other details are that it's been in development for three years, and it's an open-world title with horse riding. <laughs> it's very specific. It's very important. <laughs> Next-gen horse riding. I mean, I wasn't in until I saw the horse riding. Cause I was like, that oh, sold it for you? Yeah, I was like, oh, open-world games. I'm like, horse riding. Oh, fuck, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. How come you couldn't get into The Witcher? The Witcher was full of some damn horse riding. I tried, man. I put like four hours in that thing, and then just, they opened up the map. It's like, oh, Too much to do. I need focus. Uh, I don't know. You've stopped playing Assassin's Creed games since they've been as open as that, right? Well, I I beat Origins, and it took me it, every open world game I play. It takes me a while to get into it. It's it doesn't matter. I mean, Assassin's Creed ended up loving it towards the end. Yeah, uh, the story got really good towards the end too. It, I mean, even with Days Gone, it's like beginning. Like, ah, I don't know how I feel. Even when Horizon Zero Dawn for me, I was like, it took it takes me a while to get into. Open I know world that games. one took a minute for you to click. So. So what do you think, uh, George R. R. Martin? Instead of writing this last uh, Song of Fire and Ice book, he's he's collaborating on story. Do you think he cares about gameplay mechanics? What do you think is his uh, influence? I'm sure he's just collabing on world building. That's what he's really good on. Lore. Yeah, I I don't think he's writing anything in there. He's probably giving pointers like this is what I would do. Probably look at what they got set up and like no, this is what I would do. Or I think he's just giving pointers. I said, did they trot him out on the stage? Is he a is he a viable figure like that? Unless they blew him off and tell him to write books six and seven. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Stop doing other things. Finish the story. Yeah. You saw HBO's take. Unless Nobody liked it. Unless his plan was like, okay, I'm going to let HBO fuck this up. And then I'll come out with the books and everybody's like, this is the greatest thing ever. You know? Oh, I'm going to... It softens the blow for the people who were going to read the books. Right. Because right? I think that's how it's going to end. Because I think what the story was is that after the fourth season, he showed the outlines of what he was going to end that the books on to the showrunners to the showrunners yeah and they built off that yeah so I think that's the only time they've seen it so they haven't seen it after the last 
four or five years. So he could have reiterated yeah. rough drafts. After I'm rough sure it's going to end that way, but it's going to make more sense when you write the books because it, the way it kind of there's like no middle ground. So it's like it kind of you see a lot of uh, characters turn heel and all that, like a snap in the finger. But it, you know, in the book, they can kind of slowly weave that. Right. And you can see that person going down a dark path. Right, so. you can put that in the pages. Right. I don't think they gave it enough time, because they probably should have uh, stretched it out a little bit more. But it's either here or there. HBO money mandates when, I, they, when they do stuff. And I, they don't. Yeah, I'm sure somebody else is having a harder time about it than I am. I'm <laughs> Did locked. you finish it? Did you finish the series? No. No. I'm not going to watch it either. I, I've read the books. Somebody ruined it for me. And ever since oh. then, I'm like, whatever. Then that's that. Yep. Somebody threw it in social media about what happened in one of the episodes. I'm like, well, fucking great. And I was like... <laughs> Cause I was reading. I've been reading the book since like early 2000s. So yeah. I was like, mm, I guess I don't care anymore. I'll wait till I get super old and then I forget about it. You'll have oh, forgotten about it. This book, yes. Let you me can read have it. A, you can have James Garner come read it to you at your uh, nursing home. Exactly. <laughs> then you realize the whole story's about you. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> oh, throwback to our three four three Nicholas Sparks episode. Yep. Oh, let's change it up on news. Uh, all right, I'm gonna paint you a picture for this. Ready? Yeah. Tell me if you're down. New hardware. Okay. It's a handheld. Yes. Black and white, monochromatic screen. I'm still on. D-pad. Definitely in. B and A buttons. Classics, yes. Downloadable titles. Uh, you're losing me a little bit. And a crank. <laughs> I'm over the edge. <laughs> what is the crank? So this came out of nowhere. I didn't see any like leaks or anything about this. This is the Playdate. And it's coming from manufacturer Panic, and they put out. I should have reread this. They put out um, Firewatch. Firewatch. Yep. Mm-hmm. They were not the developer; they were the publisher of that. So this is a console. You're gonna have to look up pictures of it. It looks super cool. It's um, very yellow, kind of like Here's George yellow. It is yellow. It looks almost like a floppy disk, with a D-pad, a, a nice-looking screen from the little uh, gameplay clip that I saw, two face buttons, and a crank on the side. And the only game they showed off was called Crankin's Time Travel Adventure, in which you uh, the crank is not like all the way out of the system. It like folds out of the side of it, and uh, players would use the crank to control an on-screen character. This is coming from Polygon. They did a not really good what I originally thing. thought was cranking for the battery. I was like, I kind of thought that was it too. Like, how are they going to power the thing? The crank is an input device. Yeah. Hey, could be a pretty cool concept. Fishing games, nonstop fishing games. <laughs> That, that's what the Japanese one will get for sure. Also, they love fishing games. Fishing games and was it the machines where you have the the claw? The gotcha games. Yeah. So go one way and then circle mm-hmm. back and try so to I catch can stuff. lose in real life and digitally. <laughs> it's my dream. Uh, the crank on the side says, according to manufacturer Panic, it puts a whole new spin on games. They collaborated with a uh, group called Teenage Development or something like that. Is not in this article. I read a different one. Um, second, it's li- a launch library of 12 games are all included in the price of the hardware, which is 149 The games are released on a weekly basis and are designed to surprise and delight the players. So basically, you'll see the light blinking. Uh, when your Playdate lights up with a brand new game delivery, okay. we hope you can't wait to unwrap your Did game. you say A blinking? Hey blinking. <laughs> It'll be A blinking. The device measures 74 by 76 by 9 millimeters with a 2.7 inch display. It comes with Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, a headphone jack. Oh, and USB-C port for battery charging. The games are being designed by the likes of the developers of Katamari Damacy, Spell Tower, QWOP, which was uh, Bennett Foddy's Getting Over It. Well, he's the developer of Bennett mm-hmm. Foddy's Getting Over It. He's Bennett Foddy. And Sean Inman of The Last Rocket. Tear. Sorry. 
<laughs> throw the <laughs> Rocketeer. Uh, I think we just talked about this in pre-production. We were both excited by this. This is like a new way to play games. Yeah. It's always a good time. The price is there, but I don't mind spending for something like that. Hopefully. So the 149 is kind of a shock, but you get 12 games with it. So that part of that sort of eases the shock, right? I guess that and as long as they keep the steady games coming release. through. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Speaking of steady release of games, and you alluded to this earlier, Star Ocean First Departure R is coming to PS4 and Switch. Square Enix announced via Twitter. This is according to Kotaku. I'm thinking we'll probably see this at E3, hopefully. Hopefully. Or, or they, sooner. They took the main stage from Sony. Um, I imagine they got a lot they're going to show. Yeah. I've, a lot of people were, up, were questioning it because we didn't get the second second one that they got. Uh, they did a, a port of in Japan, which I think all it was was just they just took the PSP version, threw it through their emulator, and released it in the Japanese. What was that out on? PS4. Mobile? It was out on PS4? Mm-hmm. We never got it. So. It was a port of First Departure? This is first departure. No, R, the so second one, second story. Oh, second story. Yeah, the more the more popular one with Claude and Lena. So well, we got that one on PSP last, right? It was right. that our last version of that one. I think that's all they took was the PSP one and threw it through that emulator and released in Japan. We never got it, so I'm thinking this title has new artwork, like the main characters and everything. I'm that's what a lot of people are alluding to the fact that they may just take the recent one that came out was it the Faith and Integrity one, and they're thinking that this game might be remade in that engine possibly. We don't know. We'll find out once they announce it. What is your level of Star Ocean interest? Uh, 100%. It's 100%. Made, made by the former Retails guy. So, What's your favorite Star Ocean game in the franchise? Second Story. On PS1? Yes. I have it on PSP. I just never got around to playing it. Back catalog's ridiculous. They, at this point, they can stop making physical games. I can probably go through shit. So. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. <laughs> no more games. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, they got to the point where we were forced to stream shit. And they're like, yeah, we, we, we don't have, we don't make, sh- we have no way for you to buy games unless you get it on PC and it's all digital. I'm like, uh, then we can dive into our back catalogs. Yeah, and I can just wait till everything's like five bucks. Mm-hmm. At that point, that'd be the dream. Yeah. That'd be the nightmare oh. and the dream. It's not a dream. It's gonna happen. It's the future. It's inevitable. Yeah. We'll, we'll have somebody come out with a console and they're like, yeah, we're doing physical games. Microsoft. Oh, that'll be the novelty of it. Yeah, like kind of like records are now. Let's do this Microsoft story since you're kind of alluding Microsoft. to that anyways. Microsoft. Uh, this comes from The Verge. Microsoft reveals xCloud can sc- stream scream, up to 3,500 games from the cloud. Microsoft is revealing some of the more finer details about its upcoming xCloud game streaming service today. It has the technical capability to stream more than 3,500 games without developers needing to make any changes to titles. Game developers like Capcom and Paradox are now testing their games on xCloud ahead of public trials later this year. So, basically, yeah, they've got... There was a rumor going around saying somebody had on there that Capcom already had some of their games streaming through xCloud also. So it's already so ready to go. They, they were testing internally, so... This is the new thing. And this is uh, this xCloud capability is... I think they've elaborated on more since our last episode, but the Sony and Microsoft collaboration, that's more for their networking and server capabilities than, you know... Well, we're not going to get Sly Cooper on Xbox and Master Chief on PlayStation. Like no, I, they're still separate. Because, um, you know, they came back and clarified there was a rumor going around. I don't know if it's true that, you know, the PlayStation 
group were surprised. That yeah, the PlayStation team had no clue about these this agreement with Microsoft. And then um, uh, Fritz, I, I, I got to find the reference for the article. We'll list it later. But there's another article went into detail. So it goes. I thought it was Google that was running um, PlayStation Now, but it turns out it was uh, Amazon Web Services. Oh, they also running PlayStation Now. Yeah. And okay. They, um, initially, how this all started was that they went and renegotiated with them, try to get a, a new deal. And they wanted that moolah, and that's why they ended up going to Microsoft. Switch to Microsoft. Yeah. This, I think, this was like last year. So I, it's purely business. Yeah. They got a better deal. It's only just to run that back end. So I saw some speculation on Twitter. It's not like an official story or anything, but um, I got my Vita here in front of me, and, and one of my early uses of Vita was for remote play. So what's to keep Sony? You know, it may not play native games, but what's to keep Sony from having a, a Vita esque device that was just remote play? Yeah. You just play dedicated PS5 or PlayStation Now type games. That'd be a hell of a device, right? Proper buttons, actual grip. That'd be something else. Yeah. I don't know if they have to stick with like the pocket form factor. I'm sure that's what the appeal of I mean, the Vita is. You can get a basic cell phone and just, as long as you get 5G or something like that, stream it through there. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not getting to the part. Remote plays on iOS now, so. You know, me and you have had this conversation about what defines a generation. Streaming is going to be the thing that defines this upcoming generation. Yep. It's just right. going to, this is going to be the start of it. I don't think I'll perfect it. We'll probably perfect it the next one after that. So, Because yeah. this is kind of like, this is going to be a transition generation right here. We're going to be transitioning out of physical and a little bit out of digital downloads and more into uh, a streaming one. So It's so crazy. Not even owning a digital license, just having a Netflix type thing where you just, yeah, you just play it. I mean, we'll we'll probably be able to own a digital version of it for a while, probably another couple of generations. But at some point, then the sales will drop. Some people are like, no, I'd rather just pay the sixty dollars a month and ebbs and flows. Yeah. Ebbs and flows. Everything comes back around. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we we'll look at record players. The next thing you know, next week we'll have Laserdisc again. I'm ready. <laughs> it's over there. It's ready. It's hooked up to the stereo. Yep. Uh, this Verge article wraps up saying Microsoft's xCloud service will go head-to-head with Sony's PlayStation Now service and Google's upcoming Stadia cloud streaming service. Microsoft and Sony are partnering for the future of cloud stream- game streaming, but they'll still be operating separate services for PlayStation and mm-hmm. Xbox customers. Summarizing what we were kicking around. I imagine we'll hear a lot about xCloud at uh, E3. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people were like, well, this, they said what, well, the E3 is playing 20 minutes longer. For Microsoft, I don't cool. think it'll be game-based. I think it'll mostly they'll hit that part for their streaming technology. That is two Sundays from now. Do you want to watch it here? You want to do a watching yeah, view party? I fun. think no. Was that a Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be fine. I took the eleventh off, but I had a physical that day, so it's not like I took it off for E three just as a <laughs> coincidence. That's McLeod's usual vacation for the year. Because uh, I don't well, think he's doing that this year. What is this? Was it Square that's going to take that Tuesday? Mm-hmm. He's usually Sony on that Tuesday, right? Yes. Nintendo's a Monday. Nintendo's Monday. Yeah. Microsoft used to be Monday. I think Sony was Sunday. Maybe Sony was Monday with Nintendo. Like early no, Monday? Son- Sony was Monday, yeah. Because yep. I remember it was, it, Microsoft took Sunday. Yeah. E3, we hardly recognize you. Who knows anymore? Whatever. Yeah, probably. What we do know is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which the trailer debuted a couple weeks ago and we, we discussed, <laughs> is getting delayed to next Valentine's Day. For a Valentine's Day movie. <laughs> is it? When that? I think of Valentine's Day, I think of Sonic the Hedgehog. So And teeth. The teeth and, <laughs> and blue hedgehogs with no gloves. Human hands. <laughs> Sneakers lying around everywhere. 
According to Polygon, we'll have to wait a little longer to see Sonic the Hedgehog hit the big screen. The film Sonic the Hedgehog has been pushed to February 14th, 2020, making it the perfect Valentine's Day movie to see. Told you, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, the original release date was set for November this year, but has been delayed in order to fix Sonic's look. Okay, so it's a four-month delay. I thought it was, like, August or something. So I mean, it's not too bad. That is the real test in a relationship when I ask my girlfriend, but like, hey, <laughs> let's go watch Sonic on Valentine's Day. February 14th. And she's still down? I might want to lock that one up. She, so, you have a yeah, winner. Yeah. Oh, you have until February 14th to get a date and take her to the Sonic movie. <laughs> That's my test. I gotta, I gotta find somebody for this test. Hey, listeners, if you want to go to the movies with Cesar next Valentine's no, Day. No, we're not doing this. Email no, us. No, podcast not. that you I will delete those emails. <laughs> or find him on Facebook. And I send am him not a... that committed to the bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're not sticking with it? Nope. Uh, please don't do that. Do not harass. <laughs> do not harass members of No Outside Food or Drink for dates to Sonic movies or any movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that type of service. <laughs> We only provide entertainment. Yep, that's it. And video game news and discussions. All right, moving on. Uh, this is from The Verge. You want to take this one about the... Uh, about the... The Fortnite? Thanos. Fortnite. Thanos works Fortnite too. Fortnite yeah. bundle. The purple prune. So this thing's fucking purple as hell. <laughs> I tell you that much. And I, I'm digging it. Um, you had me until you told me how much it costs. So the... Was it like two ninety nine? What the fuck? That's more than the sad edition. Or that is the price of the sad edition. Oh, God. If this was a sad edition, I would buy this. Seriously? I I, I don't know why I'm digging the purple. The purple is good. You like it? I'm digging the purple, yeah. It looks good. So, uh, Microsoft has a special Fortnite-style one coming up soon. It's a purple edition. Uh, It reportedly includes a new dark vertex skin um, and 2,000 V-Bucks. It's a little extreme to be paying that much money for all that extra stuff but I guess it's a free game or whatever right well a free free game you get the V-Bucks included yeah. whatever that gives you Bundle's also said to include a month of Xbox Live EA Access and an Xbox Game Pass so that's cool um I don't know man I'm digging this color variant though uh this certainly isn't the first time they've used this like uh customize an Xbox One mm-hmm. S console for a game I thought their Battlefield one like this looked really good um that one or what was it the, the Minecraft one was really weird looking. yeah but it Somebody might have fine appeal to it. Um, so I'm assuming this is... Has this been officially announced? Or this has just been this leaked? leaked? Leaked. So I'm assuming we're going to get this in June 9th. And that's uh, Microsoft announcements for the new hardware. It has a terabyte of storage and an optical disk drive. Imagine that. Yep. Good looking system. I do like the purple, actually. I'm, I, it looks good. I've been rocking a white one since I got the 1S. And it just kind of sticks out a bit too much. I don't know if it's good enough for me to drop two ninety nine day one, but it might be good enough for me to like Black Friday special. If it's still around then, or like go around and look for used copies. The purple looks good as shit. I'm telling you, man, it's yeah. it's fucking clean. The more I look at it, it's great. It, it goes from a clean. light purple on the left side yeah. to like a deeper shade towards the right. What's interesting is that this is a regular one S and not the sad edition. You would think that's kind of where they would go with this console, especially for um, Fortnite, but. A digital game. Yeah, right? yeah. But, you know, you know, options. Let's go with options. One thing I love about these new... It's got the newer controller design, but it's got the old school, like, blue, yellow, red, and green inlay inside the buttons, mm. the face buttons. It looks like Super Famicom to me every time I look at it. I'm like, hell yeah. I need one of those controllers. I don't think any of mine have that on there. Uh, nor do mine. Yeah, I can think... This is something they recently started doing, right? Mm-hmm. All right, we talked about the Call of Duty thing last week. Were there any updates on it? 
Oh, the update was uh, Modern Warfare. That they're just going to call this one Call of Duty? Yeah. Modern Warfare. Soft reboot, right? Thing soft reboot of the franchise and possibly Vietnam setting? We should be finding out more about that. When is when is the Call of Duty show usually? Is it after E3? Usually it's the beginning of May. We should it's before pass E3. By. Yeah. yeah, it's before E3. Usually they do it around the NBA Finals. You're right, because they tease it. They yeah. tease it during the Finals. I bet. I, I think last year, is remember, uh, James Harden was wearing the, the logo for Black Ops 4. He did. Everyone's he, like, he leaked it ahead of time. Yep. So usually they partner with the sports, some kind of sports uh, organization when they do it. So then they show the commercial during like a game or something like that. So do you have a sneaking suspicion next week we... Uh, we're talking new Call of Duty? New or nude? Nude Call of Duty <laughs> with the code. It nude. could happen. All right, you want to go to listener submissions before we do games played? We can. We actually had two bits of input from uh, last week's episode. We appreciate you guys sending stuff in. Uh, as always, you can email us, nofodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, that's what one listener did. One listener text Michael, uh, a friend of Michael's that's a listener. And uh, any way you want to get in touch with us, let us know. We'll read it on air. Yep. Do you want to take a you want to take a listener Renee submission? I can go ahead, sir. All right. So, hello, gentlemen. Monday's episode, Michael mentioned how he doesn't understand why people were were so excited about Days Gone. I can understand why. Before the game was released, I wasn't interested in the game. When I first seen the trailer on YouTube, my thoughts were another apocalyptic zombie game, same story, and nothing exciting. And on the day of the release, I've seen a demo by other players about the gameplay shown and shown a short clip of the story. So I became interested and decided to purchase the game. I played a good amount of time in it, and as far as I can tell, the game focuses on the main character of how he's dealing with the loss of his wife and as the main story. They do also have side stories that ties into the main one. For what caused the outbreak? It seems like it is not the main objective in the story. Will they talk about it later? I'm sure they will. So far, I'm loving it, and the challenges that are thrown in the game are good, especially the Horde killer missions. For my cousin Cesar, which would be me, it sounded like he hasn't haven't completed his mission, which why he is repeating a situ- repeat situation. Yes, it is a bad <laughs> save. Area. That's why you're caught in the loop. Um, it's like fucking Groundhog Day, and I'm like, I've been doing this for years. Um, I would put more hours into it, complete a couple missions, and it would help avoid the repeat. Good advice. Thank you, Renee. Renee points out some interesting stuff. I think the marketing was kind of... There was a huge marketing push behind it. This is the most I've seen from Sony. Yeah, Sony was going all in on this. So that marketing actually worked for Renee. It was off his radar. And I'm wondering if they knew that there was going to be some confusion with this title. And they were like, okay, we're going to have to actually market this one. Um, Maybe. You see some people when... You say some... You see some people. You see some game companies when when this early press is out and it's not super positive that they just... They get rid of it or they sweep it under the rug. Um, there's a Microsoft game that's coming to mind. The e- KJ Unifuni game that we all bought and we're super excited for. Metroid Prime developers. I know what you're talking about. It's so bad that we don't even remember what it is now. They panned it immediately. Then it dropped to like 30 bucks two days before it was going to come out. And then we got Shit. the reimagining. Yeah, we got a remastered version that fixed everything. Definitive edition, right? What game is this? I'm going to have to get up and go look. Holy shit, what I, game is this? It, I have it sitting on the shelf. No, don't. We can do this. We can find out in here. No, I have it sitting on the shelf. Talk about Sony's marketing. Sony's marketing! Recore. Recore. <laughs> give, up, give up to search. It's Recore. Uh, that's uh, a lot of actual man. research there. Yeah. So, remember Recore? Its early press circuit was very negative. Nobody was hyped. Microsoft stopped marketing it. Yeah. They stopped pushing it. They didn't put commercials out for it. They pushed it out to die. They dropped the price, and then it died. And it was an early uh, Game Pass game. Like, here. 
here's some offerings, some first party offerings for Game Pass. Well, I think that what we learned from this generation and what a lot of po- a lot of people learned from this generation was uh, Ubisoft killed it. So they have been known to put out uh, games that kind of like mixed reactions, kind of like the Rainbow Six Siege, mm-hmm. and they just added to it and let it grow. So I mean, they give it legs with the games as a service, right? And you saw that the whole incident with the EA and Anthem, where they're like, you know, EA is pretty good on like, all right, if something doesn't perform bad, we we just cut it off and move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And you saw this time, like, all right, Anthem didn't hit the expectations that we want. We had lofty expectations, but we're just going to continue with it and hope we get there. Because they they realize like, all right, we can't just sit there and put all this money and time in something and just throw it away. They, if it has potential, you're gonna have to put stuff in there and let it grow even yep. though there hasn't been a steady stream of updates to uh, Anthem and it seems like a majority of that team is already moving on to uh, Dragon Age Quattro but which we won't get into the next generation probably but I'm thinking the same yeah I mean they just really how many times has that thing been rebooted and they just started again so we probably won't see until maybe year two or three yep on the next gen but yeah I think at this point we and you saw what happened with Record they came back and they kind of fixed it I mean, a definitive edition so I think at this point you're, you're going to see some companies are like, all right, we're just going to have to put out stinkers and just kind of build up upon it. So, so going back to Days Gone, that's kind of the it's kind of the opposite of that situation. It's gotten the marketing, and yeah. apparently I tagged you in a retweet. Apparently, like the further you get into the game, the better the story gets. Yeah. So it does eventually get there, and it's worth the investment. Even though somebody made a joke, it's like, well, I looked it up and how long to beat, and it says 35 hours. I get the joke now, but I think the guy was serious, like, hey. It does get good, tour. It sucks because it's the very end. It does get good, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Renee's I Renee's enjoying it. When I was on PlayStation Store like 30 minutes ago buying something, Renee was yeah. playing it, so he's digging it. Oh, he's dedicated. He knows it's going to be in the long haul. He knows yeah. it's, a, it's a long drag, and that game is a long drag. Um, I mean, you're just going to have to put it... It's kind of like a, my Red Dead Redemption, so... You going to go back to it and beat that mission like uh, Renee suggested? Don't know. I'm on this uh, big Trolls kick right now. You're so. on the Trails. Yeah. Trails train. Because I'll talk about that right now. That's I think I'm 20 hours in the one I'm playing now, and so I'm 200 hours in the trails this year. Jesus, year of <laughs> trails. The year of tales turned into the year of trails. Tales of trails. Before we dive into that, we got one more listener submission. Yeah. Uh, listener Dwight sent this to Michael. Sure. Uh, we talked about the list of the Genesis mini games that mm-hmm. were coming out, and we've got 30 of the 40, and he's got five that he'd like to submit. You got that list up? Or you want me to run through them? Um, I'll go. I got it up. <laughs> yeah, apparently, Face ID is like, hey, you're being blocked you, from your you, list. You walked away for five seconds. I'm right fucking here. So he's he's listed a uh, Mega Terracan, which is a sh- shoot 'em up, right? Shoot 'em up. Yeah, it's kind um, of Contra Three on crack. Bonza Brothers. For some reason, I like Bonza Brothers. That's Bonanza weird. Bonanza Brothers. Bonanza Brothers. Bonanza Brothers. That's the one where you're like going through an office building and you gotta avoid people and you get different items in there, right? I'm not familiar with it. It looks like Blues Brothers. Like, okay. Like Google. Google. Um, Check Bonanza out Bonanza Brothers. Brothers. No, look. Just look it up real quick. It's Blues Brothers. Uh, Alien <laughs> Soldier. You'll see it. Alien Soldier, which is I think another shoot 'em up, right? Yep. Uh, Eternal Champions, which is like their version of Mortal Kombat, I guess. It's a fighting game. Yeah. So most people don't have good uh, impressions or remember. Is it the fucking it? Blues Brothers? Bonanza Brothers. We looked this up. Yeah. Is this not already announced? No. This was on the other Genesis. What has this, this been on? Oh, it was on that. Uh, it was on that platform skew. Yeah. Gotcha. Hey, these are good titles. And then the one I don't know, which is uh, Outrunners, which sounds like a bad sci-fi show. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Bonanza Brothers was on that bad uh, at games classic thing. 
Oof. Forever she'll die there, apparently. And it's been released on Nintendo Switch. I think that's where I've seen it recently. What about Outrunners? I'm trying to see what version it's on. Uh, it was also on the Sega Genesis collection for PS2. And the PS2 version of Sonic Gems collection in Japan and Europe. I'll put a lot of hours in Bonanza Brothers on PS3. Unless on the PS3. Bonanza oh. Brothers was also on the Wii Virtual Console. PS3. Rob PS3, right? PS3 as... Genesis I think Plus. we read that one, yeah. yeah. Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. That's the one I played it on a lot. I and you enjoyed a, it? I, I played in that game, <laughs> I think there was a trophy to, to play a good bit of that game. I remember playing a lot of it. And I was like, yeah, this is actually pretty good. Somebody said that's one of the easier trophies to get is that Sonic Mega Collection. It's a very easy Platinum. Really? Yeah, until you get to fucking um, Robotics Mean Bean Machine, you gotta get the Platinum for uh, the trophy for that shit. That's the hard part? Yeah. Um, Robo and Mobo later appeared as playable characters in Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing and had made a cameo in the Race of Ages track in Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. They are not in the new Sonic Racing. Which you're going to have impressions on. Oh, shortly. yeah. Alright, so Dwight, thank you for the submission, sir. Wait, what was the, we were supposed to look up one other one. Outrunners. Outrunners. What is it? I'm not familiar with that. The whole list, that's the only one I'm not familiar with. Unless we get an image here, and I'm like, oh, the Outrunners. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's what it is. It's we Google the Googles and the internets. It is a racing game in the Outrun series following Battle Outrun and Turbo Outrun. Hmm. It's an AM1 game. It does look like Outrun. I played a shit ton of Outrun thanks to Yakuza, so... A port of the game was released for the Mega Drive by Sega and for the Genesis by Data East. It featured a four-split screen in single-player mode where one screen focused on the player and the other on the AI. Though the graphics were merely an adaptation of the arcade version, all of the features of this version were kept intact, such as the original arcade soundtrack featuring four songs from the original Outrun. That one's an excellent pick because it looks like that was only released on the Sega Mega Drive and not in anything else. That is a good pick. Andy Dyer wrote in Mega that it was the most embarrassing driving game to appear on the Mega Drive. <laughs> That's not a very... Uh... It's not a very flattering... Oh, I'm wrong here. Let's see. Da, 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 da. The Genesis version of Outrunners was one of the first five titles approved from the deal by Sega in order to be converted for the Atari Jaguar, but it was never released. Look never at mind. that. Yeah. It was meant to be released on Jaguar. I wonder if somebody has a version of that somewhere. It's a ten yeah, blah, 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 cross-licensing. How do we not know from a game called Outrunners that it was an Outrun game? I had a feeling. Ooh, God, look at that score, though. 20%. <laughs> Hey, we'll see what it's like. It might have been because of that four split screen thing. Dwight, thank you for your submissions, those five games. Yep, appreciate it. Listeners, thank you again for uh, sitting in stuff. We're happy to read it on air. Yep. Ready to go into games plate, sir? Yes, sir. He's ready. Yeah, let's go. I'm going to let you start because I just have a, a small Final Fantasy X update. I spent most of the last week out of town and did not play any games. It should be a short week for us. I don't have much either. Um, okay. I'm, I'm back on my Trolls in the Sky, the second chapter. I'm on the third? Second chapter, I'm on the third chapter, the second chapter. That's confusing as shit. Yeah, let's not get there. So I'm in the third part. We're going to go third part of the second chapter of the game. Um, making my way through, uh, more learning more about the organization that's been running, the Oracle's organization's been running everything behind the scenes and still trying to find Joshua. Um, I'm liking the differences in this one that it, you're you're exploring a lot of the same areas from the, the first game. Mm -hmm. So some of them would probably, somebody would sit there and joke and say this is like a ROM hack of the first game because nothing's really changed much in there. Is it backtracking, or is it like same sprites and everything? Well, you're in the same uh, 
It just takes place in the same universe. Well, you're taking place in the same country, so you're visiting the same cities again. So everything's already familiar. Nothing's really changed. I mean, they you can tell they updated the engine and graphically it looks better. Gotcha. But um, and it's not as uh, you don't have as much freedom as the last time where you had to walk around the whole. That was a whole bit in the first game. You had to walk around and visit each city and go through the, the different towns and say different trails. Thing in their trails. There we go. But uh, this one you seem to just fly to different locations for the story bits. Um, they did change it up now that you have multiple people in your party. Another RPG trope, as you can see on there. Yeah. The last game, it um, you get different people in your party, but that's as pertaining to the region you were at. So as you go into a different region, the two main characters, which is Stell and Joss, would stay the same, but you would, whatever region you go to, you get different people. Rotate in and out. This time you're like, okay, this guy's like, yeah, I'll join your adventure, and then you actually have to swap people out, which is something they haven't done before. Huh. So it's had a little bit more uh, variety and depth than each uh, character you swap out. You get different conversations based off their personality, so I can see why the script can be very demanding in the localization. So it's like not it, a very why it take so much time? Yeah. So I'm, I'm at this point now. I'm going back to the Capital Grand Sill, and I've already ran into two enforcers of the Orbis organization who are insanely strong. The only one that I thought was pretty cool so far was the Phantom Thief, um, which he has an ability to use light. And uh, pin people's shadows to the ground, kind of like a Peter Pan style. That's cool. So you just threw down a knife and you can't move. Your shadow's stuck to the location. You can't move if your shadow's stuck? Yeah. So That's good stuff. Apparently these guys are super powerful. They're trying to figure out a way to beat them. So I'll leave it at that. I'll keep through going through it because uh, Trails of Cold Steel 2 comes out. End of June. June 4th. June 4th? Yes. They moved it up. And no, it's supposed, to it was delayed. it was supposed to be this Tuesday, but they pushed it back a week. Gotcha. So... If theory holds true, and I'll confirm it as I go through it, um, as I go through Cold Steel 2, that Cold Steel 2 ruins everything story-wise in the second chapter, we'll find out. I'll get it done this week. Yeah. Um, I finished up on Plague's Tale Innocence. Uh, You're done with it? fucking love this game. It's fucking good. I hear good things. It may be... It's my biggest surprise of the year. Uh, broke my knee. Um, He's out. He's out for the season. Yeah, I'm out for the season. Got to go get uh, surgery. Um, it, might be, it might be... Right now is my top game of the year. It's it's really good. I, Lofty. The narrative on there is great. There's certain points in there as the game went on. It went very... how You know that part in, in Tomb Raider that you always love where it went to the sci-fi, the witch, and... Oh, yeah. That aspect, it, it gets there in this game, too. Excellent. It, it, it's very historic on the rats, but then it, it starts getting to the supernatural and a lot of stuff that... It's like, you know it's not true, but it's like, damn, this is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like, it adds to the story and the lore of that world. I, Indiana Jones style? Yeah, basically. A mix of historical and uh, yep. supernatural? Supernatural uh, accuracies. And it, it's, Excellent. It gets there. It's great. I, I fucking love it. I, I'm willing to go through it again, even though I've went through it uh, once. Very cool. Um, your, your band of misfits in there, and as you solve um, trying to get that cure for your brother in there. And there's certain points that there's a... What I like about it, too, is that it, it I'm, I'm an 80s kid. And it just feels like the story's kind of like watching an 80s movie. There's certain parts in there where, like, some of these kids, and I won't say who they were, who they are, or anything like that, where mm-hmm. everybody can play themselves on there. You start losing people, and you're like, fuck. There's, some, there's certain parts in there where, like, I'm... I was like, damn, I had to step away from the game. Like, there's damn. some characters you lost, and you're like, fuck, not him. You know, like... You were vested in those characters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, it... It has some great moments in there. This it's a really fucking good game. Uh, yeah. Michael was playing it last week too, so I'm, I'm curious to see if he got any further. I think he was not as far as far as you were last week, also. No, I I, I think I beat this in like two sittings. Damn. Uh, it it pulled get, me. I don't get away from it. 
the equivalency of how it pulled it, and this is just for me, was the last time I played like this, is like an Uncharted game. When you got that narrative where you just want to just keep playing and like, okay, I'm going through it. And the gameplay's not bad. It's nothing special, but it's not bad. But you're just like, it's enough for you. Like, all right, I just want to find out what happens next. And you're not forcing yourself to play it. You're not sitting there like, ah, uh, I want to find out what happens next. See if it gets better. I call these games no stopping place games. Like, you always have save stations or whatever, but there's no... Like you don't want to, you don't want to actually stop at a save station no. or anything. You want to keep going with it's it. It's like me, I fucking work, like fucking get the day over with so I can get back, uh, back home and do what I really want to do, which Damn, is fucking were, finish this game. You were thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. There, there. I mean, there. After I beat it, I thought about it for a while. It's narratively, it's great. It's really, really good. I'm very surprised by it. Plague Tale, Innocence. Yeah, good stuff. Worth it, full price all the way through. Um, next one up was Castlevania Anniversary Collection, which I've been playing on the Switch, in which you've. Uh, Notice with my yeah, fuck that shit. That's all I ever hear. Fucking Medusa heads. I'm That's like, the soundtrack. Yep. Impossible to dodge. I'm like, I don't know. Like every time I jump up, like yeah, I got it. And just fucker gets on my my legs and knock me out. Yeah. Which game were you playing? The first one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go through them all. Save states, man. It's the only way I can probably beat this game. People that may, may is... call me a jerk and a little and the worst player ever. They're whatever. there for a reason. I will fucking beat it with save states. Get good. That's how you get good. You do save states and then you're like, okay. I get the patterns and just go through them. They put them in there for a reason. Do it for runs. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, okay, I can just sit down and not get hit at all. Yep. So I'm going through the first game. I'm on the second stage. Um, I got that on PC. I played a little bit of it. I sent you guys a screenshot. Mm-hmm. I plugged the, uh, the... I finally jumped on the PS1 Classic. I, I Target had it for 26 I think, mm-hmm. with their little disc, pickup discount thing. And uh, so Let's I plugged double the... Check. <laughs> that there Aaron Rodgers <laughs> So I plug the controller into my PC and it works, but the mapping is totally weird. Mm-hmm. Like the D-pad's fine. Start is R1, select is L1. The item button was like triangle. And from what I could tell in that Castlevania Anniversary Collection for PC, you could not remap the buttons. So it was just this weird conglomeration. Mm-hmm. I tried something else with that PS1 Classic controller and it did not work. I'm trying to remember what game it was. <coughs> Bless me. you, sir. I Thank do you. not recall. But uh, glad you're playing it on uh, on Switch. You got the dedicated controls there. Yeah, yeah, I got it on Switch. I got it on PS4. I've been tinkering back and forth. <coughs> Something's killing me. I'm dying. Um, He's dying, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to have to get out of here. Last one I, I got this week, and uh, we've been talking about it, was uh, Team Sonic Racing. Because I was going to pick this up, and you have effectively talked me out of not picking it up. I was not trying up. to talk you out of it. And you uh, did. I was like, we could definitely play it online. And then I looked up, it's like, there's no online co-op. And I was like, that's... That sucks. Uh, the convincing argument you gave me was the whole time I'm playing this, I wish I was playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's enough. That is what it was for me. I mean, you, you boot it up and the team uh, mechanics is pretty cool. So, I mean, you, you have to race and win as a team. Um, preferably first, second, and third. But that isn't how it turns out sometimes. How does the team mechanic work? So, every time you win a, la- a race, you get a certain amount of points. So, if you're in first place, you get 15, second, 14, and it goes down. So you can technically still lose if you come in first, and it's happened to me. But your other fuck ups sit there and they go <laughs> down to the bottom of the lit, the pack. So I was like, I'm in first, but you know I'm playing a Sonic, and Tails and Knuckles is coming in like coming in hot, like fifth and ninth. And then you got Amy and her crew coming in like second, third, and fourth. Big the cat. You're yeah, big the cat. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Um, you're gonna fucking lose that because they get shit. more points. Yeah, than you do it's all about your, overall points. First place. So it matters. The team aspects actually matter. Yeah. Um, going through it, there's there's some fucking levels in there. I'm like, this track design is Mario Kart eight ish, very Mario Kart eight ish. They lifted some of the. Uh, um, it looks like they didn't. I don't say lifted. It looks like they took some influence from there. Like, I right, this is a good track, and they kind of went their own ways. 
because there, there's a lot more sh there's a lot of shortcuts in there and they're not very hidden shortcuts you can mm -hmm. see there's different paths you can take right um where i feel is mario kart 8 does have shortcuts but they're more hidden they're not like uh in your face you're like oh fuck you can go this way you know right or yeah kind of like um was it wario's mind <laughs> you know what i'm talking about where you have her, that, like, her. Huh. The shy guys <laughs> yeah. swinging the axe. Or, you know, you have these little side roads or something like that. You know, yeah. that you, different paths, branching right. paths. This one's blatantly in the face. I, some of the camo, uh, level designs is pretty cool. Like, there's a giant octopus, octopus KO going around, and it kind of moves around. Oh. And different parts of the tracks and everything. Some of it's cool, um, but I, I can tell like they took some influences from Mario Kart Eight. Uh, the power ups suck balls. I don't remember <laughs> anything. From the power-ups, other than there's one that makes me go fast. There's one that shoots a missile, and they're like KO-based ones. And then if you're in the back of the pack, there is a, I guess, what other <laughs> bullet, bullet... Bullet bill of shame. Yeah, it's their, their equivalent of a blue turtle shell that never goes oh. to the front. It just goes in the front of the person of you. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah. So... <laughs> this is not this is not a, uh, a glowing review. It, yeah, I don't... If, if, I think the cool, but you can do you can do customization in the vehicles, which is strong, and it's also based off like uh, tokens you get from winning races. You put them in one of those uh, what do they call them? I always forget the name. Pop quarters in there, turn them to get the ball out. Gotcha games. Sure. Yeah. There's a specific word for them, but mm -hmm. it's, it's you know like the little finger rings, but you get them in through uh, upgrades for your vehicle. So you collect them like trophies. Yeah, basically, and you can add them on there. You get gold editions, which Gives you uh, more power and everything on there. That's a little bit of variety. Did you uh, do any of the online, or are you just doing the story? I've only gone through the story, which I've effectively noticed. Like the story is weird. It's uh, nothing great and nothing to write home about. And I was like, I I got the, the like Don Don. I think is the main guy going out here throwing like uh, this race. And at some point, I, I just stopped getting the story. I was like, well, I'm not hearing anything anymore. Yeah. So I, I found out I was confirming races with X, which bypasses the story. You have to confirm races with Square to get the story. What so the I, hell? Yeah. So I went back in there. I was like, fuck, I don't know what's happening anymore. And I went back in there, and it, it, it loops the story on each level. So it's like you get one new bit in the, at the first part, mm. and it, you only get a new bit at the very end of the completion of the first world, second world, or whatever. Circuit. So anytime you go through the other ones in the middle, and you, it's the same, it's, they just repeat the same shit on there. Like, Silver, how did you get here? Like, oh, I got an interdimensional message. I, I'm sitting here like the fucking maturing candidate. I have it all memorized because it's the same fucking story every time. So, so in our experience, Sonic racing games are a retelling of actual Sonic games. Yeah. Such as Sonic Drift being... A, a remake the, of the, the first Sonic game. The lore game. of Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. Yeah. The what Sonic I could beat. So what is Sonic Team Racing a retelling of story-wise? It's nonsense. It is just... <laughs> Is nonsense. Some guy comes Sonic up and fiction. it's like, "Hey, I'm taking you to another world, and we're just gonna fucking race." That's is all. It Jim it is Jim Carrey? Not year. I haven't gotten Jim Carrey yet. You haven't gotten. You haven't I think Jim that's Carrey. the next world I'm going to. Is the one where like Robonic shows up and I'm like, "Oh, I'm part of this thing too." Jim Carrey Land. Yep. You have races based off and, the Mask, Ace Ventura, and apparently the Super Mario World since there's mushrooms on that movie. <laughs> so, um, I, I don't know where to, to go with this. I, I kind of agree with Michael on there that the All Stars was marginally more interesting, even though the, the tracks were basic. But I, I kind of like the the character balance they have in there. Mm -hmm. It's more kart race. It's like they were trying to do something different with it. The team aspect is cool. I don't think there's enough here to. I don't know. It's enough here for me to spend more than twenty dollars on this game. Yeah. It depends on what they do to add add to it. I had it ready for pickup at like twenty six, I think, also, but I don't 
think I'm gonna get it. Uh, yeah, I've I've read um I think U.S. Gamer. I forgot the guy who gave the review probably gave the best synopsis for this. It's like this is a rebuild year, <laughs> kind of like they do for like uh you know sports and stuff like that. This is a rebuild year. There's a lot of good stuff on here that's good. It just it needs more. It doesn't complete. flow together. Yeah, it seems like you want to get the next one, not this one. So whatever they build on on here. Sonic t- uh, Team Racing Transformed. T two. T two. Yep. That works. I don't think anybody's used T two before, so we're good. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Especially not a Schwarzenegger movie. Nope. And we'll call it Judgment Day as a subtitle. T two Judgment Day, yep. and it's a Sonic, Sonic Racing. Racing. Yep. Yep. Stupid. <laughs> Jim Carrey's on there. He's on the cover. This is the game we deserved. Where does this rank amongst uh, kart racers? You said it's below Mario Kart 8. Would, so, does it go above any other ones? Oh, God. it's This is the best kart racer you can get on um, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One right now. So, Really? It's I mean, what is that? Is it better than like Mod Nation racers? That's last year. I'm talking about PS4 and Xbox One. Ooh. This is the only one on there right now until Crash comes out. I mean, Crash is like, all right, we, we're going to have to give a run of money on Switch, but... We should own PS4 and Xbox. You know what I mean? It's, you would think that'd be the mentality. Yeah, I mean, this is like a this is a layup. You just got to run in a paint, just score. Just do it to it. Yeah, but I mean, it's hard to do something on the like a, on the Switch when you have Mario Kart 8 or yep. you have access to a Switch with Mario Kart 8. If you're just a person who's only in that PlayStation or Xbox ecosystem, I mean, this is not the car racer you're looking for. Uh, maybe that's Crash. What I, that's the recommendation I wanted. Yeah. Maybe maybe Crash Team Racing might be the one you're looking for. I don't know. We'll see in a couple weeks. Because I wasn't going to pick this up on Switch because I knew it wouldn't be. It's not yeah. going to touch Mario Kart. Yeah. So I got it for you, PS4. You'd probably just get mad and be like, why am I doing this? I should just play wow. Mario Kart. But it's like, for me, I'm like playing it on PS4. And it's, it's part because I'm more biased because I have a uh, Mario Kart 8. But it's like, it's, it's nothing that's going to take me away from playing Mario Kart 8. Um, I would have been cool if we could have done online co-op. But when I read online, it's like, we can't do online co-op. They got rid of that to do couch co-op. And I'm like... How is that even a sacrifice? Like, it, and especially with the team-based structure. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I kind of wish you'd brought it with you. It'd be fun to just I get a round or two in. We Bring it next time. Yeah, let's do it next time. I know we don't have much. Time do you have a digital? Mm. Okay, I got physical. I was about to say we could, we could download it real quick. Yeah, I mean, I'll bring it next time. We're gonna all play it over and complain about it. Maybe a live stream. Live stream complaints. Yeah, brought like, to you by No Podcast. Like we'll we'll just fucking straight John Madden. Like, see what you want to do here is. Uh, Extreme track here, and uh, you want to put other characters that are not Sonic in here. So, like, uh, what was that? Jet Set Radio guy and the forklift from Ryu and Shimu. And the Dragoon from Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, you know, let's fucking break the game. Let's throw him in there, too. I've got one of those Wacom tablets. We could draw. We could, we could do the yellow. We could do the yellow highlighter. We could go, John. Man, yeah, so. what we want to do. Yeah, what we want to do here is not do this level at all, and we <laughs> want to look at this other level here and just kind of expand upon it. Yeah, I'm gonna X out the levels you want to play. And yeah, man. Cross them all. Uh, at least one, and then we'll just draw out the ones we want. Damn, John, man. But I don't know. Maybe if they had a level editor, I don't. It just doesn't. It seems like they push back this game. Have they, they promised any future support? Well, remember, this was supposed to come out in November of last year. They were going to come out there in a holiday rush, and they were like, all right, no, we got a lot of bad feedback. You know, people like where we're going, we want to push this game back and make it better. Yeah. It just seems like I don't, it needed more time. It needs more features. It's, I, there's a lot of good, there's a good foundation here that they can build on. It's at the top of the UK charts, so they did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's selling. It, it's a kart racer. Sonic is going to, it's going to sell me. Yeah. Um, it's going to make money. It seems like for it to be so team-focused, they kind of missed the boat on the teamwork stuff. I mean, the team stuff work, it, it's cool. It works fine. 
I mean, there's aspects where you can pass on power-ups. So if I get a power-up, I can press circle and it passes on. Like, I don't need the missile, so um, Tails is fucking around in 8th place and I need him to get up here so we don't fucking lose. So I'll, I'll pass it and hopefully he'll take it. Doesn't mean he'll take it. It might be knuckles and seconds. Like, oh, yeah, I can use this. I'm like, you're in fucking second. And I'm in first. You're going to use a missile on my ass? So I'm like, it, it doesn't do that that often. But um, Their website says there's a team adventure mode. Is that not out yet? Or that is, that is just like the what story? I'm going through the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is kind of like they're, they get together like, oh, but it's like, it's tongue-in-cheek. Like, oh, like, we'll meet in there and there's chili dogs and, you know, hopefully this thing has a cup holder. You know, it's just... Yeah. It, Sonic Human. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nothing to write home. It's probably about the equivalency of a story mode in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I mean, there isn't any. Which didn't need one. Yeah. I, yeah, I wonder what that? the roadmap is there is for that. They haven't said. Remember, they just kind of they just kind of just pop plopped it out. But the music's great. They got the guy who does the, the Sonic music, so it's the the yeah. Rocky jams and the um, cheesy Rocky Rocky singing, you know, English like nah, 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 City Nights, you know, good authentic stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you know, the soundtrack's great. I, I give them that one. I, I don't know. It seems like they could probably um, build upon it and see what they add on there. I don't know. We'll see. Um, according to Nintendo Life, there's no paid DLC, so they'll just be releasing stuff. Um, it, might, it might just be organic. They might just do drops every If talking. anything else is released in the future, it will presumably be free. We guess we'll find out sure later down the line. For now, though, there are a total of 15 characters in the mode, all of which can be freely unlocked. So that's good. Yep. That's a plus to it. All right, sir. Is that all your games played? Yeah, that's it for me. Yeah. I played the hell out of one game, because I was out of town and did not play anything else. Uh, Final Fantasy X, that is my like go-to game. I'm going to finish this game. I'm playing Ovita. Uh, last week I had made it through the Thunder Plains, finally. Um, this go-around, I made it through the Makalania Forest. I found out that Seymour is actually a bad dude. I killed him. He was not given the summoning, the sending, by Yuna, mm-hmm. which I think is going to come up big. Uh, Yuna was kidnapped in the meantime, right afterwards. The Albed have taken her somewhere. I went to the Albed homeland, which was under attack by the Guado. Who you covered have... a good bit. That's not much left for you. <laughs> it's I don't... a lot yeah. of shit. Yeah. As I'm going through I'm retracing going through, what I yeah, did. Yeah, going through my head, there's not much left for you. You're almost in the end game. So I, right now, I still haven't found Yuna because she's been taken somewhere. I don't yeah. know where. The Guado came and got her. The Albed homeland has been blown up. I'm in the airship. I just got the airship. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Uh, Waka, and the game took an interesting channel because for the longest time, first off, I found out Riku is Yuna's cousin. Yep. And she's in Albed. Uh, Riku is. Waka hates Albed because they use Machina. And according to the teachings of Yevon in the, in the universe of Spira, they don't use the Machina. That's the whole reason for sin and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, the Albed have been grabbing up summoners so that they don't complete their pilgrimage because it kills them, apparently. And I thought this was known in the story. Like, I'm pretty sure Oran had mentioned this earlier. But uh, Titus, he did not know. Everybody knows but Titus. Everyone knows but him. And they've been alluding to it, and he has. that's where I, I had picked up on it. There's there are a whole ongoing conversation that is not for them to break the news to him. It's since yep. it's happened to Yuna, it's up for her to tell him. That is. It was her and Waka talking early on yeah. that it was up to Yuna. Because he's like, hey, let's keep, the whole time he's a cheerleader, like, hey, let's keep going. We'll defeat Sin. We'll do all this kind of stuff. And he has no clue right. that it's going to kill her in the end. So that, that whole plot twist, I'm just getting past that part, was good as fuck. 
because we're in the Albed home, right? Yeah. And the Guado are attacking them, and there's all these monsters and everywhere, and there's the alarms going off. And as he comes to this realization, and as they're kind of, they don't really explain it, the supporting cast, like Kimari and Oran. Oran just stands there. Yeah. Um, and Riku, as they're as he's kind of coming to this realization, they start playing at at Zenarkin. They start playing that theme in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is good shit. But an interesting twist has been the, the Waka and uh, Riku thing, because Riku is, they're still, like, they believe in Yevon, but they're they're pro-Makina. They don't yeah. think that's really the reason. And then you learn, like, what they all bet are doing. They're trying to keep the summoners from dying. It's, it's very like um, like how we have different religions here, where a lot of people take certain teachings and kind of, they believe differently and go their way. Yep. It's like you have different methods. That was just a different you know? branch of, yeah. of those same beliefs. This is Waka was just misinformed because he always thought they were like heathens. He didn't realize, oh, they do believe in Yevon. You yep. know, you know, they have their reasons why they use Machina. Yep, that was his teachings. Yeah. So now I'm in the airship. I've met Sid. Uh, I've got 22 of the Albed Primers. Sid, I never heard of Sid before. Is, he's not common in Final Fantasy games. No, never. Nor is he ever tied to airships, usually. Or neither is uh, Wedge and Biggs. Never heard of those people either. Or Chocobos. Yeah. What, what is a Chocobo? It's like a yellow turkey. Next, you tell me this thing called a fucking Moogle. Blow my mind. Oh, so uh, Lulu, I'm kind of... I would Damn, say and then I'm, a Cactar and then a Tonberry. What the fuck's happening? They're in all of them. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm cheating at the game, but uh, Lulu has learned Bio, which costs 10 MP. Mm-hmm. And the first attack doesn't do anything, but it poisons everything anytime it moves like an enemy after that. Yeah. And it does massive, like crazy damage on the Bio move, so... I've, uh, I had to get through the desert part before I got to the Albed homeworld. I love it. And there were a lot of things that took the uh, that took bio damage like crazy. I love those RPGs that it always ends up in the desert and you always your team's like we're gonna die here. Yeah, that's like Tales of Vesperia, Tales of Symphonia. It's every fucking RPG. It's always some desert world and like we're never gonna survive. After the Makalania Temple, we fell through the bottom of the temple after the fight with Seymour, and then we ended up on top of Sin, and then Sin somehow sent us to this desert. Um, home world of mm-hmm. the Albed, or where they have managed to basically Riku's dad Sid has like reignited all the tribes and stuff and made that their new home world because that's not their initial homeland. Yeah, it's and like they're they all outcasts together. Yep, it's like we're all outcasts. We all need to just get along. Here we are together in this yeah. one spot, and uh, story just continues to be good. Um, the character arc of Titus that you were talking about mm-hmm. and how great how great that actually is and they did a flashback of the laughing scene with yuna and you know he came across i kind of defended him coming across as whiny early on and he was definitely whiny but like the shock of what's happening to him now and he's starting to realize i think that he's not going home this whole thing has been like i'm gonna go home i'm gonna make it all this stuff yeah. and he's very he, positive and on there he's starting to see the reality of the situation he's in yep and so. in the in the Makalania forest, I found a Jek sphere where Jek like left him a message. Yeah. And now that apparently there's various Jek spheres, which I'll probably track down. It reminds me of the um, the things that you could find in Breath of the Wild. Remember those uh, those memories that you had to go mm-hmm. track down? The spheres are very reminiscent of that. But dude, overall, like I love journey stories, like Lord of the Rings, like having this one task to complete and getting a party together and all that. This game is up there as far as that stuff goes. Yeah. And, I'm hoping to beat this one in the next two weeks or so. I think this is... You're very close. It's going to be in the top... It's going to be in the top tier of games of my favorites of all times. It's a hell of a game. All times games. I've beaten it like four or five times, so... What have you played through on? I know you played on PS2. Played it on um, PS2, PS3, PS4, Vita. Uh, I played a little bit on Switch... I've got a Switch one coming in. I, I got the one that you recommended, the Bandai Namco... 
both games on one cart version. Mm-hmm. So that one's coming in. I'm, I'm going to pop it in and see what it looks like. I may actually start up a, another playthrough of 10 before I do 10-2, just to do it all in one sitting. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I can see the story bits, and I know what to do as far as the campaign goes. I really haven't had to grind a whole lot. There's a couple, like, in this Albed attack area, the Guado. There's been... This game is real formulaic. Like, you need to take this character out. You need to use magic against this one. This needs to be Waka so he can hit the far-off enemies. There's definitely a a formula to each battle yeah. as it goes. And they seem to give you, in the same area, they seem to give you that same formula. But there's been a couple times, like, as soon as I started the Albed attack, like, they, they were handing me my ass, the enemies were. So I just got near a save state, and then I grinded a little bit. I played a couple battles, and I've actually saved up like seven, uh, save seven sphere grid slots for people. So my next, I'll probably spend ten minutes the next time I fire it up and just advance people and teach them new stuff. So yeah, I love the sphere grid system for leveling up. Yeah, it's, uh, license the license board is in that close second. It's a fun one for twelve. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot more interactive versus just you know you get random stats upgrade you so know. and so learned Fira. yeah this one you can kind of like cater to yourself or go around the whole board and oh cool i can go over here and go in the orange side and learn what he knows yep. you know I mean, you keep going and going and going around as much as you want so there's so. a little bit of a linear path as far as character growth goes and then there's the customization after mm-hmm. you knock out like the essentials or whatever final fantasy 10 i love this game i'm very excited to keep playing it this is a good one it's up there on my list I, at some point i'm going to go through it again and go through uh 10 2 and apparently I'm playing the worst version. Like, there's some slowdown on the Vita and stuff like that. But as far as having it portable, there's it's, it's, it's top fine. tier. That's, it's the same argument I have on, you know, you have the criticism for Chrono Trigger for PlayStation, but it, it works. Slow yeah. trigger. The long-ass menus. I didn't notice anything At least it doesn't have that. So. We'll fire it up one day and you can take a look at it. I'll, I'll fire it up, like, a couple days ago. How'd it look? I mean, it, it looks, looks great, but... Yeah, it's fine to me. Did it take forever to get in and out of the menus? Not that What are you playing noticed. it on? Um... PS Vita. I wonder if having a digital copy where it's not having to read the CD, I wonder if it's faster that way. Probably. And now you mention it because I can do the faster loads. Yep. So. And you can do the same thing with like PS2 if you're playing yeah. it, or PS3 if you're playing it backwards compatible. Man, the PS4 is literally the only non-backward compatible machine, isn't it? Yep. It sucks. PS5's got to fix that. I know it's going to. I mean, it's going to be PS4 right out of the gate, so. Yeah. It, it just all depends. I don't, I don't think uh, Sony's going to have a slam dunk on this console like they did the last one, so they're going to have to do some work. I so think I have a sneaking feeling they are. I, a lot of people are gambling on the streaming and online stuff, and I don't yeah. know. There's going to be a niche for that hardcore buy a disc, pop it in, and be able to play all your old shit on it, too. I think there's going to be a niche for that. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't think they have a slam dunk for this next-gen, so they're going to have to work on it. So I think that at some point they're going to have to bring their back catalog in there. That's what they have to work and on. Let you play all that old stuff? Let yeah. you play that legacy? Because, I mean, at some point you're going to be like, what's different from PS5, from Xbox, from a Switch? If right. they're all streaming, I mean, your back catalog is going to be it. That's what Microsoft's been doing this whole gen. They're like, we'll bring our back catalog. Or like um, Google Stadia, like as far as next gen purchases, you don't even have to purchase a PS5. You'll just you'll stream Stadia games straight to your TV. Yeah, you play Division Three on your TV. So or I your mean, Chromecast. They'll have they'll have to figure something out. Whether or not we'll we'll get access to them or not, I mean I'm I wouldn't be surprised. They're like, yeah, you can just stream this backwards compatible game. Doesn't matter if you own it before. So we'll so. we'll know a little bit more about E3 stuff next week. I'm I'm thinking we'll have one or two more stories, but our next show after that should be. Well, it'll be early in the week. It'll probably be two more weeks until our E3 blowout. Yeah. We still want to have a prediction special. You want to do that for next week? Technically have two weeks to do a prediction special. It doesn't have to be this coming it week. It is two weeks, it, you're it's right. It's next week. 
So we'll put it out there beforehand. Uh, listeners, shoot us an email, nofodcast at gmail.com. Send us your E3 predictions well, or, or things that you would want to see announced. Typically, we publish on a Tuesday. We probably want to get it out sooner. This gives people two weeks to send stuff yeah. in so we can talk about it on that show. And we'll have our E3 predictions. We'll come up with our own shit. Okay. I kind of like to compare it to last year and see what uh, last year. I think we physically wrote down stuff last year. We, we did. We didn't have Google Docs at our service at no. that time. No, we used pen and paper. And I was like, man, the calluses on my hands are coming back. I'm like, what the fuck? I haven't seen All this over since again. second grade. What yeah. happened? So uh, you can send us your E3 submissions if you have reviews on games you want to go over. If you have thoughts on Final Fantasy X, if you've played it, uh, nofodcast at gmail.com. You can find us at Twitter and Instagram under the same things. Just search for nofodcast. We're there. Yeah. You can find this podcast on Stitcher. Spotify. iTunes. Google Play. SoundCloud. Overcast. And Stitcher. I think I let off with Stitcher. You did. I just brought it back around. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> And Cesar, where can you find us on Facebook? Fuck Facebook. We're not on Facebook at all. I'm glad I get to say fuck Facebook this week. You finally yeah. do. You usually set me up and I spike it, but uh, I return Even, even though we're all using WhatsApp and it's fucking Facebook. And Instagram. <laughs> this is true, too. <laughs> and I thought about getting the Oculus Quest. I've thought about that, too. Yeah, it's $3.99. Good reviews. I hear good reviews on there, too. If it was, I think, $2.99, I'd probably be in. I'm waiting for a Black I, Friday special now. I've heard comments on there that the games on there are very expensive, so I'm like, I think I'll wait yep. until the games start going on sale. And you'd be rebuying a lot of stuff you already have for PSVR. Yeah. I'm still meaning to hook up my VR. It's going to happen. Well, maybe this holiday season, maybe. Maybe I might do full price, but if the games aren't sell, it'll be a different story, but I'm not sitting there paying $25 a game. I don't think I'll... Not again. Yeah. Mm. Moss was a launch title, Beat Saber. Yep. Oh, we were in... A, our trip we went on was actually to Chicago, and they had uh, the Oculus Quest advertising everywhere. Mm-hmm. They had the Vader Immortal advertising. They had Beat Saber... I think I saw a Moss one too. Yeah. With Quill like coming up out of the, uh, you know, just out of the controllers and stuff, the little hand controllers that come with yeah. it. Peter Quill. <laughs> Peter Quill. Star Lord. Moss's adventure. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to add, sir? We'll get out of here. Yeah, let's get out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another week, and we'll yep. catch you guys next week. Adios. Bye. the finals on Thursday. Raptors versus the Golden State Warriors. I watched games 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. I thought the Raptors were going to lose in game 6. They went down 13, but I kind of hung with it. I was in and out of sleep. Like I kept waking up and seeing what the score was. That's why they, yeah, Some people were saying um, Leonard is a better closer. One of the best closers out there. That's probably why they came back. He did? Mm-hmm.